You are listening to the Fit Figure Formula Podcast. I help female perfectionists beat self-sabotage and lose the weight for good using the Fit Figure Formula Coaching Program. I'm your host, Stephanie Riles, registered dietitian, personal trainer, and mindset transformation coach. If you've been struggling with all or nothing thinking, negative self-talk, or self-sabotage, this is the podcast for you. Learn how to get consistent and become the best version of yourself from the inside out. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 13. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you some very simple ways that you can lose weight and keep it off for the long term. So with any client that I have, I'm always teaching them how to develop a fit mindset so that they can keep a fit body. And the more simple that you keep your journey, the more sustainable that is going to be. So weight loss does not have to be a on your mark, get set, go race to the finish. It is actually more of a very slow incremental habit change, mindset change. And that's the way that you're going to keep the weight off. So what you're going to learn in this episode is the most important thing that you need to work on when you're trying to lose weight. You're going to learn what simple habits that you need to develop. And then also how to keep yourself from falling off. And this is exactly what I teach my clients inside of the Fit Figure Formula coaching program. So if you are looking to have a registered dietitian in your back pocket, if you are looking to get amazing coaching on your mindset, develop a fit mindset, you want to check out the show notes. So in the show notes, I have a couple of links there where you can either DM me, you can ask me any questions that you would love. I would love for someone to DM me and say, Hey, I've been listening to your podcast and I have a question, or you can just book a call with the link in the show notes. And we can actually have a one-on-one call and talk more about what it's like to coach inside of the formula. So I'm going to give you these simple tips and this is going to be kind of a short episode because I do want it to be very simple. I do not want it to be overwhelming. Um, but here are a few things that you can do if you're just like, I don't want to start a diet. I don't want it to be like, you know, a race to the finish. I actually want to make some simple changes that are sustainable. So number one is going to be walking. If you can walk, our goal is for my clients at least 7,500 steps. So 7,500 steps per day. And if you're not there yet, here's what I want you to do. A lot of clients will come in and they're either pretty sedentary and they're only getting like three or 4,000 steps, or they're the over worker outer who is overworking out and needs to kind of cut back a little bit. But if you are on the lower spectrum and you're only getting like three or 4,000 steps a day, the very first thing that I do with my clients is try to get their average steps up. So we don't even start with workouts, right? Workouts, if you're not a person who likes to work out and who is already working out now, starting out with a goal of working out three or four times a week, it sounds simple and it sounds doable, but it's a lot actually. To actually do that consistently week after week, it's a lot. You can actually just start with, can I get up from my desk and take more intentional breaks? Can I get up and you know walk to the break room? Or if you're at home working, Can I get up intentionally and walk 
10 minutes in the morning and then 10 minutes when I get done with my work day. Like, can you increase your steps a thousand steps for the first week, right? So if you're at 3000, our initial goal is just 4,000 steps. So you don't have to go from zero to 100. As a matter of fact, the more incremental the changes that you make, the better. Okay, so no change is too small. A lot of times we think, well, that's too small. It's never going to get me to my goal. And that kind of thinking is actually the problem because we think we need to take big steps. So what if it's just as simple as, all right, if you don't already have like a Fitbit or a step counter, I would definitely get one. It just brings to your awareness how many steps you're actually getting and track your steps. And then each week, try to get a thousand more steps than the week before. So super simple. Okay. So you can break this up. I usually have my clients in our coaching app. I have a private coaching app where I'm in your back pocket and we get to track your habits. And one of the things we track is not only do the steps come through, but I'll say, Hey, did you get in 30 minutes of intentional activity? And that can be anything that can be uh, a walk. It could be a hula hoop session. It can be, you know, you rode your bike or whatever, Um, but just intentionally moving because a lot of times we will focus more on the workout and then we'll be sedentary the entire week. So if you think about if you're getting three workouts in or four workouts in a week, that's only three hours in a week or four hours in a week. What are you doing the rest of that time? Walking can actually be just as beneficial or more beneficial in terms of just increasing the amount of calories that you're burning throughout the day. Now I say that, and that is true, right? Our non-exercise activity is also really, really important, but I do not want you to think about exercise solely for the purpose of, of burning calories. Okay. So just that little caveat. Okay. So walking, are you getting at least 7,500? No, if not, cool. Let's get you started with a thousand more steps a day for the next week. Okay. So that's one simple way. Number two is literally sleeping. Now for some of you, this is going to be simple. And for some of you, it's not, I know some of us struggle with getting in enough sleep and there's all kinds of things that you can kind of talk about in terms of like how to get more sleep. But if you are not getting seven to nine hours of sleep, and again, if you have a Fitbit or an Apple watch where you can actually track this, go into the app and look at your average sleep. Are you getting seven hours of sleep or more a night? This makes such a huge impact on your health journey. It is highly related to stress, right? Because when we're not sleeping enough, that is physiological stress on the body and that impacts how we lose weight. But it is also related to if you're killing yourself in the gym and you're working out really hard, when do you think that we repair? We repair our bodies when we sleep. And so if you're cutting that time off, you're only getting five hours of sleep, four hours of sleep, and you think you're good, you think I'm functioning, but actually you are cutting the time that you are recovering during your sleep. So you don't want to do that. You don't want to work so hard at the gym and then not rest, right? So uh, making sure that you're sleeping seven to nine hours is very, very important. Uh, As a part two to that, 
is having rest days. So you should not be working out unless you're like a college or professional athlete. Maybe even then you still really need uh, at least one rest day a week. My clients, I encourage them to work out four times a week, strength training as a focus and, you know, intentional movement through walking or something similar. So you need to be having some rest days in your day, probably at least two rest days. Okay. So that again, goes back to the amount of stress on your body. So number one, walking super duper simple. Can you increase your steps? Number two, sleep seven to nine hours of sleep. Can you prioritize that? What does your night routine look like? And people will skip over this part because we think that doing stuff is productive. And the overdoing is actually what is causing um, more stress on your body. And it is impacting your weight loss journey. So number three, managing stress. So in addition to getting enough sleep, being able to help you uh, mitigate some stress response. Also doing things that make you happy, not feeling guilty for going on your workout or having some me time. If you are a parent, sometimes we are very overstimulated. Sometimes we are very uh, overworked. We're not sleeping enough. And it's so important that we manage our stress. Are you doing things intentionally that make you happy, that make you smile, that give you some peace of mind? It can be something so simple as designating some time that's just like your me time, whether it's for you to go shopping at Target or for you to just be alone and not have to hear kids yelling at each other. Um, for me, one of those things is like, after I get out of the shower, like, I don't like people to mess with me, (laughs) meaning like my son who wants to, you know, play his Mario game or whatever. Um, I like to, you know, lotion down and do my face routine and wrap up my hair. If my hair is straight and I just like that little bit of time, it just kind of helps me to kind of like refresh. Um, it just makes me feel good. So are you doing those thing. So in our app, one of the things that I do track is like at least once a week, are you doing something that intentionally makes you happy? Um, so I try to encourage my clients to find joy and peace and relaxation in the mundane things. Just like I mentioned my routine after I get out of the shower, but also can you go to a movie? If you're into like going to movies by yourself, um, going to a movie, at least like once a week or once every other week or once a month or something, something that is your thing that you do. This is so important. This is about setting boundaries. Um, I'm going to have my daughter on soon on the podcast to talk about um, her experience as a child being with a mom who sets boundaries in terms of my me time. So the kids know I'm going to the gym. That's just period. Um, and I want you guys to hear, cause I think a lot of times we will have some mom guilt. We feel like, you know, my kids need me or I need to be there. And I just kind of want to want you guys to hear from her. What has it been like for her to see me do that? Because at the end of the day, 
you probably want your kids to be good at setting boundaries for themselves as an adult, right? We are just modeling what it's like to be an adult, what it's like to take care of yourself. And if you are struggling with that, you have to decide this is what I'm going to change. It's okay for me to have some me time. It's okay for me to de-stress and for my kids to see that. As a matter of fact, my kids need to see me taking time for myself because there's nothing wrong with you taking time for yourself and making yourself happy. Putting your happiness and your peace at the forefront and making it a priority, not just on Mother's Day, not just, you know, like once a month, but regularly having this conversation of like, hey, here's mommy's boundaries. This is what I'm going to do. And then when I come back from the gym or after I get done uh, cooking or after I get done with my intentional time alone, whatever you're doing, then we can talk. Right. And so um, managing that stress, it doesn't only mean getting rid of stress, things that are making you feel overwhelmed. It also means how am I implementing things that I actually enjoy doing? Because a lot of times if we're just giving, 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 doing, 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 we don't have the capacity. We don't even think about what do I want to do for enjoyment? A lot of us don't even think about that. And so it actually, if you implement that on purpose, it makes all the other stuff that you have to do, it just makes it a little bit lighter because you're not going in overworked and burdened. You have taken a break. Um, And one thing, one of my clients said this, and I thought it was such a great quote. She said, rest is not a reward. It is a requirement. What would your life look like if you decided that rest was a requirement and not just a reward. So implementing mental rest, physical rest, um, in order to de-stress and manage stress um, in order to help your health journey. So number four um, is adding food versus taking away. So diet culture will tell us to focus on everything that we cannot eat, what we can't have, but I want you to focus on adding food. So before you take anything away, I want you to just add more water, more fiber-filled carbs. And so that looks like whole fruit, whole veggies, or whole grains. And whole grains are simply uh, carbohydrates that have at least three grams of fiber or more. So when you look on the back of your, your labels, you'll look for three grams of fiber or more. Um, and so if you are adding foods like your fiber filled carbs, like more water, it starts to naturally displace some of the other things. So I've had a client before who was like really in love with Pepsi and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to tell you don't drink Pepsi. But what I will say is let's set a goal for X amount of water first. So we're going to prioritize the water first and then you get that amount of water in boom, go have a Pepsi. So we're just going to prioritize what we want. And over time, you will teach your body to prioritize those things. And then you won't even have a craving for the Pepsi or the snacks or the chocolate or whatever it is. So, so many clients come to me and they're like, oh, I have these sugar cravings. 
And typically when a person has a lot of sugar cravings, it means that they're not eating enough overall calories. They may be eating super low carb. They might be overworking out and they're just not eating enough. But if we start to implement more calories, more protein over time, they're like, yeah, I'm not even as hungry as I used to be, or I'm not craving what I was craving before. So I want you to focus on adding those whole foods, whole fruit, whole veggies, and more water. Focus on that instead of focusing on what you want to take out of your diet. And I promise you, like over time, you will start to naturally displace some of the other things that you already know are not like the best for your health journey. All right, so number five is then plan in your treats. So if you're building a lifestyle, we're not going cold turkey on this. This is not something where I'm never going to have a piece of cake or I'm never going to have my cheesecake. If you plan in your treats, then having them or gorging on them or binging on them will likely start to subside or at least get less than they were. Because as soon as you tell yourself, I can't have this because I am on a diet, the more that you're going to want something. I know for me, if you tell me that I can't have something or I can't do something, that is all I want to do. So I want you to intentionally plan in your treats so that you don't feel deprived, so that this actually looks like a lifestyle and so that you don't feel like certain foods are bad or certain foods are good, and you can see like, oh, okay, I'm sleeping more, I am walking more, I'm managing my stress, I'm adding in some whole fruits, whole veggies, whole grains, and water, and I'm also having a treat, and now it doesn't seem like a big deal to have my treats, because they're not a forbidden thing that I can no longer touch, and if I do something, I did something bad. Okay. So the number six is have a reset day. So this is where a lot of y'all fall off because you do not have a day and time literally in your schedule to reset. And this is really helpful after you come back from a busy weekend. This is really helpful when you come back from vacation. This is really helpful when you've just been otherwise off routine. If you say, Hey, Every Sunday at 6 p.m., this is my reset day. I'm going to think about what went well from last week. What did not go well from last week? And how am I going to troubleshoot that? I need this on your planner. I need this on your calendar. Because even if you have a horrible week the previous week, I don't have to have a bad week this coming week because I kind of reset myself. And I'm going to make a plan. I'm going to decide how I want to show up and I'm going to live this week with intention so that it doesn't continue to just roll on and on and on. So a lot of times when we come back from vacation, this is like a really, really big one. I always tell my clients, it's not a problem how you show up on vacation. You can decide ahead of time what you what health behaviors you want to keep and what health behaviors that you might tweak while you're on vacation. The biggest thing is, what have I decided to do when I come back from vacation? Have I looked at that? Have I planned that out? I like for my clients to go ahead and plan what they're gonna have the next week so that all those decisions are already made. Now when I come back home, maybe I've ordered my groceries and maybe they're gonna be delivered when I come home. Now I have my groceries, I have my plan, and now I can go into Monday feeling like 
the CEO of my health that I am because I've already decided. So it's really important that you implement a reset day every single week to just evaluate. And this doesn't have to take long. It can take five to 10 minutes of you really sitting down with yourself, thinking through what went well, what did not, and how am I going to troubleshoot for the next week? Isn't that simple? Doesn't that feel doable? So I'm going to go over just to recap. Walk, 7,500 steps or more. If you're not there, start with 1,000 per week. Sleep more, seven to nine hours of sleep. Manage your stress. Add food. Focus on adding food versus taking them away. Plan in your treats and then have a reset day every single week. So if you are walking away from this episode saying, okay, that's doable, That's exactly what I want you to think. That thought is going to get you a lot further than thinking I have to do all the things and I have to do them every day. And if I don't, I'm failing. So guess what? If you want a simple structure to reach your fitness goals, but then also transform your mindset, that's going to be the biggest thing. The biggest reason why people start to quote unquote fall off, why people gain the weight back is because their mind, whatever you are thinking about, whatever you believe about yourself, you are manifesting no matter what, okay? So there has to be intentional time for you to think about yourself and your health journey, especially if you have a lot of distrust with yourself and you're not sure if you can be consistent. Thinking about yourself on purpose is so important and this is why in my program, I have what what's called the power hour and it's not an hour necessarily, but it's just intentional time for you to think on purpose about who you are, how you want to show up, how to be intentional about that. And it's a way for you to own your own power and own your own decisions and be ahead of the game in terms of making decisions about your health journey versus always just being reactive to life. And so that power hour, that intentional time alone is so important. And if you are not making room to think on purpose about your health journey and about who you are, you will probably continue to repeat whatever your deep-seated beliefs are. If you don't think that you're consistent, then you won't be. Unless you intentionally start to reframe and think of yourself as someone who is self-disciplined, who does keep commitments to themselves, who prioritizes their health habits, who sets boundaries. If you are not the type of person who thinks of yourself in that way, you'll show up however your belief shows up, right? So um, I want you to know that if you are struggling in your fitness journey and you're repeating this thing over and over again, we've got to change the way that you think about yourself and your health journey. And if you want help with that, you can apply to work with me inside of the Fit Figure Formula. So I am right now taking one-on-one clients and I would love to be your coach. So if you have any questions, check out the show notes. Make sure that you contact me either on Facebook or on Instagram, or you can just click the link and book a call and we will talk more one-on-one about how I can help you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Fit Figure Formula podcast. If you're new here and you're struggling with your fitness journey, I invite you to take a super simple next step. Click the link in the show notes for a free training. If listening to this podcast has been helpful, imagine being inside the Formula Coaching Program. You can apply for coaching with the link in the show notes. I hope to see you inside.
Thank you.